morning and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. And you know, last week we talked about the holidays and that. So we're going to continue on with that, except today's episode is all about gratitude. And you know, why is gratitude important? And what is a way that we can implement gratitude into our lives on a daily? Because I think sometimes we we do it, you know, and of course, Thanksgiving's coming. So everybody's are like, I'm thankful for this, you know, they did a little rounder table. What are you thankful for, Christy? You know, <laughs> and but how do we kind of make that a part of our life on a daily basis? And why is it important? What is the benefit of it? It's something we do. Yes. I feel like that implementing gratitude into your day, it brings you into the moment and make it really does lighten your heart. I feel like because you're able to focus on all the many things that are going right, the things that are bringing more to your life. Well, and I I agree. I think gratitude shifts you to a place of what is working and takes you away from that place that of things that aren't working that we kind of manifest. So if something's going wrong, it might be one small piece of our day, but then what we'll do is we'll stay focused on it. And then pretty soon that becomes more things and it grows and it grows and it grows until you kind of, people can put themselves in a funk about it. But if we acknowledge, well, oh yeah, that wasn't very good, you know, but then turn around and look at but what is going right. And it's not just about, it's not this, uh, people say, oh, I just have to think positive thoughts. It's not exactly positive thoughts. It is, but it's the reality of what's really going on. It's not like making up something in your head like, oh my goodness, you know, this is just wonderful. Everything's wonderful. If something bad has happened, something bad has happened. You acknowledge that, but you also have gratitude for the fact that it's a moment and it's not going to stay bad forever. You really look at that and hope that you're able to to shift that a little bit so that it doesn't remain the focus. Yeah, I think that that's what gratitude does is that it gives you that minute to step away from something that may be a problem because you can become so fixated on the problem and trying to come up with a solution or whatever it is. And there's all this worry then that fills your mind. But if you can step back for a moment and think on, it doesn't even have to be related. You can think of some things that you're grateful for in the moment and it helps take you out of that situation and calms your mind. And sometimes I think it gives you that space to be able to maybe come up with a solution that you didn't before, but you just leave the situation there for a minute. And if you can take your mind to someplace, it could be anything. I mean, you know, I've told like my mom, she hasn't had a pet in years and now she has one. (laughs) And so I've told her, I said, you know, when you're having a day that's really rough or that, maybe focus on him because he, the way that pets love you is it just fills you up. And so sometimes just taking a step away from everything that's going on and just focusing on the love that you have for your pet. Can... The gratitude for Kush, yes. for, for what he brings to her life. The gratitude for, yeah, for the feeling he brings to her. So I think that it really does help. Like I said, it brings you into the moment and maybe helps you step away from something that's that's a problem or whatever that you're focused on. And I think that's the thing when we talk about gratitude and, you know, it's something that we've used for about what, it's been about 15 years. 
Yeah. Something like that. It's been about 15 years. We went through a period where we were unemployed and stuff like that. And it was like, oh my God. And you know, you can get so stuck in that rut, but we really started to have gratitude and we didn't stay stuck in that focus or keep our focus of, oh my God, this is just really crappy. You know, what are we going to do? Are we going to lose our house? All those kind of things. Not that we didn't have support of others because we really did. And, you know, my parents were very supportive. Our neighbor was very supportive, things like that. So it wasn't necessarily that. But what it is, is we had to shift our focus. We had to really start saying, you know what? We still have a home and had gratitude for those little things. For a neighbor that helped us and things like that, you know, there were good things still happening even within that time where it seemed like the magnitude of the problem was just overwhelming. But we had good things that happened during that time. I mean, we went for walks in the in town and I remember finding $20 on the road mm -hmm. and we didn't know, you know, how we were going to make it through that week. So there was something to be grateful for in that moment. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I was grateful I got to spend more time with my parents because, you know, they didn't live very far. And my dad was notorious for keeping cash in his wallet. <laughs> and if I was over, because, you know, they understood we could have gone shopping there and stuff like that. I mean, so, but, you know, I would go over and he would tell me, go get my wallet out of the cajon. That's the drawer. And so I'd go and I'd get it and he'd give me a 20 or that. And he goes, go put gas and then get something to eat. Or, you know, he'd give us more, you know, I mean, those are the things. And I was so extremely grateful for him because $20 to us was like having 200 or 2000 because the gratitude for those small things that seem small, but to other people are so big. Mm -hmm. And when you start focusing on those things, no matter how small they seem, it really does, it changes your perspective so much that you start seeing more things to be grateful for. And I think the thing is, is, and I think for me, when I'm talking and, and as a therapist, you know, a lot of times people are, they get so stuck in that negative space. And so like we've talked about what you feed will grow <laughs> and not understanding and sometimes remembering that there is always something to be grateful for in everything, whether it's grateful that the sun's shining that day or, you know, whatever it is. And oftentimes I think people think they have to think of these grandiose stuff. And I remember one of my clients and his saying he was grateful for his boots because his boots were comfortable and he was on his feet. Just things like that. And he had true gratitude for it. And then it starts to shift things. It starts to shift the way we see the world. It takes us out of that negative thing. And we're going to have bad things happen. But the thing is, is the bad thing should not define us. And it should not set the precedence for the rest of our life. Yeah, because you don't want that to overshadow everything else when there's so, you know, there's a lot of good too. And that's the whole thing is it's about shifting the focus and the perspective so that you you, cause you don't want to stay in that negative feeling and you feel that inside and it's, it's not a nice place to be. So the whole point of it is to, to change your feeling inside. I mean, maybe you don't have control over the situation, but you can change the way you feel about it too. And I think that's what it is. You know, it's about moving away from things that no longer work for us. And I think gratitude helps us to do that. And, you know, we speak of gratitude as if it's happening because 
people, our brain does not know the difference between what is real and what is not. People will be like, what? I mean, come on, think about it. You're in your home, you're watching a scary movie. You know that character in that movie is not going to come get you. But before you know it, you're screaming, you're, <laughs> your heart's pounding. All of these things are happening because our visual cortex, everything, our brain is making it seem as if it's real, as if it's happening in that moment. And if our brain can do that, it can make it feel like things are going well for us in that moment. It's our creation. It's our thought process. When I do this with my clients and they'll say, and especially if they're more scientific minded, you need to explain how this is working. And I tell them, you're giving a message to your brain and your brain is going to do the rest of the work. I said, it's that message we give. If I give my brain the negative message, it works on that. If I give it a a gratitude statement, it looks for other things to be grateful for. So it's kind of one of those things. We have a whiteboard in uh, Christy's office here and I write the gratitude statement and then Christy writes the... I always put the thank you, thank you, thank you. And we talk about gratitude and we say about, you know, I'm so grateful for whatever and then thank you, thank you, thank you. It's followed by three thank yous. Once again, we talk about this as it's happening now because then our brain will start to see it as happening now. That's such an important thing in how do we... I don't want to say condition, but it is kind of like conditioning our brain to see something different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for me as a therapist, that's what I'm working with with my clients is to shift their paradigm, to shift their way that they see something in order to see it in another light, in order to look for solutions. Like you said, gratitude also helps us to look for solutions, to help us to realize that things are not hopeless and helpless. Because you can see it from a whole new angle. And that's, like I say, the point of it, I feel like, you know, you've got taking yourself out of that negative space so that you can see it differently. You know, we talk about those gratitude statements. I had a client who came to see me and I, that was her assignment. She had to be grateful for her abundance of time because she was late to everything. And she was a good employee, but her boss finally said, you know, you got to take care of this. So she comes to see me. I'm there like, okay. <laughs> so it's about time management. And all she ever talked about in the, my son always makes me late. I'm always late. I'm always this. I'm always that. It always had to do about time. So I told her, I said, okay, all you have to do is say, I'm so grateful for my abundance of time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I said, well, what makes you like, she goes, my son, he's always, he never has his shoes. It was about his shoes. I said, okay. She would tell him, go get your shoes out of the closet. And then pretty soon, mom, they're not there. And yes, they are. And then the fight's on. (laughs) And as she's doing this, one day she tells him, go put your shoes on. So she turns around and he has his shoes on and she's looking at him and She goes, how did you find your shoes? Well, she kept telling him, go get your shoes out of the closet. He wasn't putting his shoes in the closet. (laughs) He was putting them on a little bench thing. So she would tell him, go get your shoes out of the closet. So being the little boy that he is, he goes and he's looking in the closet and he can't find the shoes. But he doesn't know to tell her, well, my shoes aren't in the closet because he's doing exactly what he was told. So every morning they were late because she was giving him a different thing. And then finally she... For whatever reason, the brain shifted in her without her even realizing. And she goes, go put your shoes on. And then that's when she asked him. And he goes, mom, I don't put my shoes in the closet. I put them on the little bench. And she goes, oh, my God. She goes, all this time. She goes, in her frustration and in her thing of always thinking they were going to be late, she was always saying the same thing. And then they were always getting into the same fight every single morning. So she realized that some of it was she was the creator of it by her own verbiage. After that, 
She did really, really well. I didn't really have to see her very long. She finally understood. But that's what it is. We create it without realizing it. And then we sustain it because, yes, she was late because she was creating it, almost in a way manifesting it, in that she would stop and argue with her son now for another five or 10 minutes. Instead of if you're running late, go upstairs and find out what's going on. But once again, you stay stuck in that and you keep using the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of how do we change that? And once again, the gratitude statements really help us, like you, like Christy said, to see that sometimes there are solutions because it takes us out of that feeling place. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling all of those things, then everywhere I look, I feel overwhelmed. And I think people don't realize that. And you get stuck in a rut, really. When you do that, but it's, and it can be easy to do. And I talk to people that that'll say, oh, you know, it's just one thing after another. And they just continue on that same path, that same line of thinking that waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, and I feel like that gratitude really helps you to step out of that place for a few minutes and gain some different perspectives. And we've talked with people in our personal life that are close to us and we talk to them about gratitude. You know, if they're having a lot of stuff that's going on, we'll have gratitude statements for them. And we have gratitude statements every day for the people that we love and care about, my clients and for just people in general and the world in general, you know, the whole healing processes. And, but we'll talk with them about that. And if we're really close to them, of course, and we'll say, well, you know, you do this or what can you have gratitude for in that relationship? If if it's a parent-child relationship and, oh, my kid's always doing this and always doing this. Okay, yeah, but always is, all, you know, we start to use those extreme words, which keeps us stuck. And then I'll say, okay, but what about that? What are, Pick one thing, just one thing you're grateful for that your child does. Well, I'm grateful that they really do good in school. Okay, there's a start. Because once again, we're taking it out of that extreme. And that's like what you say when somebody sits there and says, oh, it's one thing after another. That's that extreme thinking. Oh, you know, every day it's something different. Every day it's something negative. Every day something bad's happening. Or those are extreme thinking because the person is focused on those incidents. And then what happens is the brain starts to look for it. You really can get into that thing of, I feel like the self-fulfilling prophecy, really, because you just, you stay entrenched in that thinking. That's all you're seeing. Exactly. And, you know, if I can stay entrenched in thinking that's negative, then I have the ability to stay entrenched in something that is positive or that is filled with gratitude. And once again, gratitude is not like magical thinking in that way. It's really helping your brain's neurotransmitters to fire in a different way to give you what it is that you really need in those moments. So there is kind of a science to it. It's not the magical thinking and things like that. So if you want to call it magical thinking, I say, hey, go for it, man. <laughs> Believe in a little bit of magic. I'm good. <laughs> well, people always talk about, or I hear a lot of people talk about their mind is just racing all the time. You know, there's just, they're constantly thinking about what needs to get done or things like that. And I feel like with gratitude, you slow the mind down for a few minutes. I agree because the gratitude makes you, it shifts you from all the racing things. And those racing thoughts are usually about worry about something impending or whatever that might be and not understanding that. And I love that from our meditation when he talks about worry and what is it? 
it doesn't exist outside of your mind. Mm-hmm. That worry and that, you know, when we talk about worry and depression, that only exists, it's a creation in your mind and only exists in your mind because it's really not out here. The worry is not, you know, because it's in the future. Oftentimes depression stuff sometimes comes from the past. It's already happened, but we keep it going. And then you're right. So when you're having all of those thoughts, when you take that moment to say, I am so grateful for whatever it is, even in that moment of stopping that thought process for those few seconds, a few seconds out here is a lifetime almost in your brain because our brain is moving at such a rapid pace. It's, you know, it's, it's too hard for us to comprehend. And that's why I feel like that gratitude really has to be a practice. It's something that happens over time. And when you start doing it, you know, and you're consistent about it, you realize that you start to feel elevated on a regular basis. It's not just in that moment then, you know what I mean? It it just feels like that you're just in a better place overall. One of my clients, she does gratitude statements with her children And she shared with me that the youngest one was uh, outside and she found a penny on the ground. (laughs) And she says her mom looks over and she's got her hands up and she's got the penny in her hand. And she's there, thank you, universe, for my money. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a penny. But and the mom's, but she felt it. She really did. And she goes, and that was me seeing that gratitude, teaching that to my children that some people might think is as simple as a penny. To that child, that was money that she didn't have. And that was, as she said, thank you, universe, for, you know, bringing her money. (laughs) So those things. And I have different ones of my clients, and they do that as a family unit, you know, and they talk about that. Because sometimes, you know, we get into that rut of just talking about our problems. And we'll go over the same problem over and over and over again. And don't misunderstand me. Sometimes that's important and relevant because sometimes in repeating a problem, it starts to shift in our brain and we start to see a different solution. But that's a little bit different. So with my clients, we may stay on one topic and then it's all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, I get, okay, and I can do this. And so they, so that's relevant too. And that's not exactly what we're talking about now. We're talking about just every day in our life, you know, if we're just sitting in the morning having coffee and if we start griping and complaining about stuff and that's the way our day starts, oftentimes that's the way our day will stay. So it's really about how do we shift that thought process? Because for us, our favorite time of the day is our, well, one of them is our morning coffee. Because oftentimes over our morning coffee is when we start our gratitude statements. And we finish the day with gratitude statements. So the truth of the matter is, is once we, we started doing this, you know, when we were both unemployed and that, once we started doing that, the thing is, is the worry became less. And we found that even in that kind of situation, it was okay to be happy. It was okay to be content. It wasn't a thing of, oh my gosh, you know, because of this bad situation, we have to always stay in that doom and gloom. Right. Does that, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I think that it's true because it, it's, like I said, it becomes an overall feeling that kind of, that stays with you when you practice it on the daily. Mm-hmm. And I think too, it encourages people to remember that there are people less fortunate than us too. Mm-hmm. And that a small amount of gratitude can go a long ways. 
I think, is that pay it forward when we have even that gratitude for others. Encouragement, I guess. I don't know what the word would be, but... Well, and when you think about it, when your mood is elevated, that is, it's catchy, even with other people, you know, it's, if your, your mood is elevated, then you're able to emanate that to, to others and make them feel good too. So, I mean, even if they don't know that it comes from your practice of gratitude, if you're in a better place, people can tell that those are the kind of people you want to be around. It's hard sometimes to be around somebody that's negative all the time and they are stuck in that rut. It can be difficult. Well, and I think that's another thing that's really relevant too, is that when you are in a place of gratitude, it is harder to be around the negativity. But I even tell my clients as they heal and they get stronger and they get to that place of having that feeling of being content and then happy, they find that the some people in their life they can no longer be around as much or they have those conversations with them about their negativity because they've shifted their paradigm once again. They've shifted their thought process. So they're now more, whether it's goal-oriented or whatever that is, it's a shift. And with gratitude, it's a shift. And when you're learning all of that, you still have to have patience because there is definitely, you know, you have to understand (laughs) that those people are going through something or whatever, and they haven't implemented, maybe they haven't implemented gratitude into their life. And you can recognize where you were as opposed to where they are. And, you know, sometimes it helps you to give space to one of the other affirmations in our meditation that I always go back to is that negativity is a form of suffering to which I respond with compassion, understanding that These people are, you know, in a situation maybe that they feel out of control and they're not focusing on, on the good stuff. They can't see it right now. So sometimes you have to give a little space and understand that it's a learning curve for everybody. Absolutely. And in saying this, you know, and if you're listening to this, it's not saying it's not to minimize the experience at all because our experiences are experiences. If something hurts, it hurts. Yeah. If we're angry about something, we're angry about something. That's not it at all because we have to give space even to those emotions. But to have gratitude that I can give space to the emotion and it's okay to have gratitude for that, but also to have gratitude to know that I can also get out of that space when I have to. But it's not about pushing people. It's not about minimizing somebody's experience by any means. No, it's not to say that once you have gratitude that nothing ever bad ever happens again. It's not anything like that. And yes, you will have reaction to those things. But I think that gratitude helps you get back to a more positive place through the whole process. And I think the other thing is, is that gratitude helps with relationships. Because even if you have a relationship that's not the way you want it to be, you can still have gratitude for the relationship, which then shifts your thinking. So then you engage in the relationship in a different way. And when you do that, oftentimes that person then changes a little bit. And and so they kind of meet halfway without realizing they're doing it. But the gratitude itself is about you being in a good space and not getting stuck or caught up in whatever else is going on in somebody else's life. You know, the thing is, is that in order for 
us to be helpful to others, we have to take care of ourselves first. We have to start with that gratitude for our own well-being. Because once we have that, then it's much easier for us to give to other people. That's what I always say about you can't give from an empty cup. And working with people, and and sometimes it can be difficult. (laughs) But I think understanding that if I'm speaking to somebody and I'm talking to them about, you got to first take care of yourself, have gratitude for yourself. Understanding that's not a selfish statement, but oftentimes we're taught that we are selfish when we think of ourselves. We are taught that we put our children, our jobs, our, it could be anything above us as an individual. And that does not mean, and I think that the message has gotten misconstrued along the way society, you know, is that, well, if you have gratitude for yourself or if you take care of yourself, then you're not taking care of others. No, what it does is it gives you the ability to take care of others. It gives you the ability to have the energy to take care of others because you feel good about who you are. You have gratitude for you being healthy. You have something to give. Exactly. So it's not a selfish act to have grat to start with the first gratitude statement maybe being I'm so grateful for my strong mind, body and spirit that it's healthy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's nothing wrong with that to start with that. And then from that gratitude statement, I'm so grateful for all of my family and friends and everybody that they are strong, healthy, have an abundance. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There is nothing wrong with that because it starts first with you. And if you don't take care of you, there is no way you're going to help and take care of others because you aren't going to be looking for the right solutions. Everything's going to overwhelm your system. And then everything shuts down. So it's start with something as simple as a gratitude statement for your own well-being. And you're right. It's practice. It is practice. And understanding and having that understanding that if somebody's not caught up with you, then you practice with them or you encourage them. It's not a competition. It truly is trying to get people to a better place in their life. You know, and I think that I'm grateful that we're on this journey together and that we we really work at that to do our best mm-hmm. in that gratitude. Yeah, well, and it helps to, you know, to elevate each other and I feel like that it it just makes your relationship stronger. Yeah, and we have gratitude for a healthy relationship. Now, does that mean we don't have moments? Yes. My sister cracks up. All of our friends do. <laughs> we entertain them because we can be very passionate in a moment and that's all it is for us. And then we're on to the next thing. And oftentimes it's around driving. <laughs> There might be some disagreement. But But that's the thing. It's not about having a perfect relationship. It's about having a perfect relationship for you. Not based on somebody else's sense of perfection and all that. But what can that bring to it? And I know for us, it has brought a lot. It really, I feel it really has helped to strengthen our relationship. Mm -hmm. For us to, even if we are having those moments, that they become moments and they don't stretch on. We do not. I mean, maybe the most is, if it's a really bad one, (laughs) maybe 20 minutes, if that. Well, I feel like that's what gratitude does, is it helps you Mm. really look at the moment. If it's a negative thing that's happening, then 
I feel like that gratitude helps put it in perspective. That is only that moment and you're not magnifying it. It passes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think the thing is, is that once again, people get stuck or stubborn. And I always tell my clients when I'm working with them, why is it so important to win and to be right? We're not going to always win. and We're not going to always be right. So what we have to do is realize that being right and winning is not always in the best interest of yourself or the people around you. So it's just having that gratitude, creating that space, and then going back to it and sometimes saying, you know, I was wrong or I misheard. And those things are, I think are, I think you learned that. And, you know, I, and I know that, and I'm so grateful that, you know, I had Christy because when I had meningitis, it messed with my memory. And so that was a point of contention at first because in my head, I thought I could, rem I thought I was remembering something or I wasn't, I had no memory whatsoever. I mean, zero. And I remember we were talking and you were talking about the home that we had gone to visit your parents at. And they're like, I've never been there. And you're looking at me like. <laughs> yes. And she's describing the house to me. And I'm telling her, you did this there and you did that. And trying to remind her of all these things. And she's like, I have zero memory of that. I don't know what you're talking about. So therefore, in my mind, it didn't happen. <laughs> and part of that was is because I didn't want to believe that my memory, I guess I didn't want to believe that I couldn't remember or, you know, that I could forget a big chunk of something. And she would just say, "Hun, just have gratitude for your memories. Just have gratitude that you can remember. And you used to get like really frustrated with me about that. <laughs> and I would feel like that I was helping because I would really try to paint the picture of what happened and describe it all. And I thought that, you know, that would help you to remember so I thought I was being helpful, but you would get a little frustrated sometimes. Well, the, and I think the reason being I would get frustrated is because the more you painted it, the more I felt I should remember it. Mm. And there was no memory. And then you kind of shifted that with me, you know, and I remember her shifting it with me and she would just say, "Hun, just have gratitude for your memories. Just be thankful for them. And I started and you would have gratitude statements for my memory mm. and stuff. And you know, it's gotten better. There still have a few holes here and there. I still don't know if you remember the house, but... <laughs> Not a clue. I have no recollection of this. And, and she, it was funny because I really got frustrated one day because she was talking to me about... Um, I had a house that I rented and she goes, yeah, the three people. And I said, I didn't rent my house to three people. I said, there was only two. I literally have no recollection of this third person. This third person in my world does not exist. I remember her. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of, and you know, I remember, and once again, you can get stuck in that, of, oh my God, how can I forget a person? And I was there like, and to me, I was just like, how could I forget a person? And then realizing that it was okay, that that was just like a residual of the meningitis. And it wasn't something more than that, than to have gratitude and to switch all of that to just having gratitude. Well, yeah, I mean, because... Unfortunately, that was a residual thing that happened from that. But you can also look at too many people that have gone through having meningitis and came out of it not able to walk. Or some people don't even make it. They don't survive that. So, I mean, there's still things that you can have gratitude for even in that because that was a really difficult time. 
And, but you walked away with all your faculty still, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm not sure I started with them, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because it, realizing that there could have been so many worse repercussions from it. And I think, you know, when we, you get a chance to look back on situations you've had, I think sometimes that's where people really see, really do have gratitude. Do you know? It, but it's after something passes because it's harder for us. It, you know, we don't have it as much in the situation as we do. My recovery from meningitis was uh, months. So that in itself, as I got further away from the actual time being in the hospital and all that, then I, I could have, then I could start seeing it more as the time having gratitude as time went on, having gratitude for where I was and, and where I was able to finally get to. And, and, you know, as a therapist, it's kind of important for me to remember things. And I, and that's where I had gratitude. This is where I had gratitude because for whatever reason, when it came to the therapy, that was the place my memory was not affected. I don't know why, but I could go in and when the client came in, all of the stuff that we had been working on, because I don't know what it is as, as a, when I, once I get into my therapy mode and, and I'm in with my clients, I retain all of that information. I know sometimes you wish that I would retain a lot of the things you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'll tell my clients, I'll remember everything you say, but when I'm not here and I don't remember, you know, Christy can tell me, go do something. And I'm there like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's better though. But I was so grateful. And that's where I had a gratitude statement. I was so grateful that it did not affect my, once I was able to go back to work full time, because I couldn't go back to work full time. But once I was, it was like all of that fell into place. And I was so grateful for that. And I would say a gratitude statement for that. And it was amazing. And I was really just blown away that that piece was still there. That was my livelihood. Yes. So I know that's definitely something to be grateful for. And you can, it's true when something like that is happening and you're in that moment, it's hard to see it. And, and sometimes you'll, it's not until after it's passed that you're able to do that. But I think that that's why, like I said, when it comes to gratitude and making it a practice every single day, it really does help even things out your your responses when things like that happen over time it does help it elevates you in a different way and i agree and i think that you know when we're talking about gratitude everybody can do it and at any age as soon as somebody can talk they can have gratitude for things and and i think that's where we have to start going because when I talk to people in there, they're like, oh, man, everything in the world's bad. I mean, I, you know, you get all this stuff and, and I'll pause them and I'll say, okay, but what, what is one thing that you're grateful for that's not bad? And they'll pause and say, well, there's just, of course there is. There's multiple things that there, there are multiple things to be grateful for. There are multiple things. And once again, I think people start thinking that I have to come up with this grand statement. But once again, the man, I'm grateful for my boots because they are comfortable and my feet don't hurt in them. Now that is truly something to be grateful for. Definitely. I mean, yeah. starting with something as simple as that, you know, I always talk about even our vehicle. We have one car between us and I'm so grateful that it gets us everywhere we want to go. <laughs> 
So, I mean, that's a very basic thing, but it's something I definitely don't want to take for granted. Exactly. We, our car's name is Shazam. Shazam is very good to us. And, (laughs) and so we're grateful. So we are grateful that we can take care of, that we have the means and everything to make sure she gets her oil changes and all of the tires and all that other, you know, that stuff that they require. So those are the things. Having gratitude. And in that gratitude, you give back. You want people who have cars and need to use them to get to their jobs and stuff. Uh, one of my clients, I love her so much. She cracks me up because she does gratitude statements. And her car, and she was there like, oh, man, I'm going to have to get a new car. And her car was kind of acting up, and it stopped. And she finally looks at the car. She's in the car, and she goes, you know what? I did a gratitude statement. She goes, I am so grateful for you and I am so grateful that you work well. And because of that, I'm so grateful you're going to get me to the shop and they're going to say everything's okay or it's going to be something minor that I'm so grateful that I'm going to get you a new air freshener and one other new thing I can. <laughs> and she goes, I get there and it was minor. She said, my car got the air freshener and the clean. Oh, and then deep cleaners. Up. And she goes, but she understood. She goes, Sharon, you're right. It's a, it's a, it's, it, we have to give back whether we can't expect, you know, and we can't expect our cars to run great if we don't ever check the oil. We can't, and then get mad at the car, you know, or get mad. Those are the things, even on that simple level, but having gratitude that you have that car that takes you from point A to point B. And I love my younger clients when they get a car and it might be an old beat up thing. They don't even care. Their thing is, Miss Sharon, it gets me from home to school and from school to practice or from school to work. And that's all they care about. They get it. They're just grateful they have the car to get to those three or four places that they have to go. And that's what that's what we're talking about. And that's something that I, I feel like that you can do as a parent, setting that example like that, because then it does help children to have that gratitude And you'll notice the difference. I mean, because if that's something that you instill in your child and and they receive something, maybe it's not a major gift or anything like that, you'll see it, that that's something they're grateful for. It's funny. I was talking to clients a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about that. And they're like, well, our daughter, she's just so ungrateful. She's not grateful for anything. Everything we get her is. And I said, remember that gratitude starts with how you role model it. Yeah. When we get something, but we don't show gratitude and we just think we're supposed to have it or whatever. And so, and they're very open and they want to be able to instill that. They want to be that good role model, you know, and that appropriate, I shouldn't say good, but an appropriate role model for their child and being able to see that. We role model those behaviors that we want children to have. So that's why when, and if I'm working with the family and we're doing that and they're like, no, it's everybody in the family does a gratitude statement for big or small. If you might think it's small, it doesn't matter. It's big to the person just as the penny was big for the little girl because she had nothing. And now, you know, in the middle of, you know, she outside, she finds this penny. So, you know, that's relevant. And I think that's what I, that, that's the thing is how do we role model that behavior? And I know that we do that. We talk with, we will use gratitude statements, um, whether it's with our friends and our family or whoever. It's something that's such a part of our life now mm-hmm. that I can't imagine not using it. Right. You know, it'd be odd. I feel it would be really strange, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. I think people just expect it, you know, with us now. And I find that now, you know, so uh, every once in a while, 
those friends or family will use a gratitude statement with this just you know, as they're talking, like, oh yeah, I'm so grateful for the weather being nice or I'm, it's using that kind of terminology. And once again, it's helping to rewire the brain. That's really what it is. We talk about cognitive behavioral therapy. That's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're working on rewiring the brain and gratitude does it. And it's something that we can do together. And it's really, I mean, once you get into the practice of it, it's such a simple thing that you can do. You know, you just, you're doing that in your mind. And like I said, it elevates the mood overall. And once again, if you have those, that worry to sit and, and have that gratitude statement of, I'm so grateful that I have a calm mind that I can see solutions to things. I think it slows the mind down enough to be able to do that. Yeah. And, and once again, we, and being able to share that and expand on that. And once again, with the holidays coming, having the gratitude for the, the, the get-togethers, if that's what you're doing, if it's not or, creating something. Right. Maybe even if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, more than likely you get some time off for it. And, you know, that even within itself is something you can be grateful for too. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and understanding, yeah, that just to have the gratitude and for that time, mm -hmm. because with that time we create memories and through our gratitude you know, having that gratitude for relationships and stuff like that. We're creating memories. And, you know, the, the good thing is, is I would say nobody can take that away from you unless it's meningitis. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But working on creating that, those, those relationships, and, and, and I, I just feel like gratitude can really help enhance relationships. It really does make us feel better. Mm -hmm. So thinking about that, not just at the holiday time, but, you know, really encouraging everybody to really look at gratitude, to practice it. Just try it. You know, my thing is, is if you haven't used gratitude, try it. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't, you haven't lost or anything. It's not like you're paying for it. it it's... But also just knowing, like you said, that it's about rewiring the brain and we can be, we are totally creatures of habit. So understanding that it may take time, but that's okay. And, and it definitely will take time. You just have to keep going with it and you'll realize the difference it makes in your mood. So challenging the people who listen to practice gratitude and, you know, let us know if it works for you. And if you do practice it, what that experience is like for you. Because remember, you can always respond or send comments to our Facebook page, uh, Two Girls in a Pod, Life's Journey, and everything in between. Anyway, hope you guys have a fantastic week, and not sure what we're doing our next one on. Yeah, and I think we'll... We're oh, we're not actually not, because we are actually going to have um, the week of Thanksgiving off, so it won't be for another couple weeks. So anyway, grateful for you guys listening, and... Have a great day. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.